0: Last entry, you can do this one. I haven't a clue where we're going, but
1: hopefully, we're not going anywhere from this room. We'll be on a journey. Hey guys, welcome to another podcast. And we were just talking, as going through an adjustment here, about intolerances and the way things show up in our body. Been some interesting discussions going on. Uh, and this is kind of stemmed from. This week, I got glutened. Glutened. Glutened.
0: Glutened. Glutened.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think that's actually in the Oxford English Dictionary. It should be.
0: It's a good Glutened. Glutened. When you
1: accidentally have gluten. Uh, And I'm very sensitive to gluten. I'm not celiac. But if I have gluten and I'm a little bit more stressed, it shows up usually as I get a migraine. And it's my birthday, Friday Another, another year older.
0: Nachos? Do you have nachos?
1: I didn't. I, oh. that, that's another thing we can talk about because I haven't had nachos since I last had a migraine before. Um, and so we were talking about the last time I had a migraine was over two years ago and I had five in a week after I went to New York, had loads of nachos, had some gluten and it all accumulated like into a really bad migraine. I had five in the week and then the Friday I actually came here I remember uh, that. I had like sunglasses on. Yeah, you hat were into on. you were into no good way. No, it was horrible. But this this Friday happened, and um, Saturday I was walking around uh, Sainsbury's, and then there are other supermarkets out there. No favoritism. I was walking around Sainsbury's, and then suddenly my eyes just started like just closing in. And if anyone has migraines, then um, they'll know know what I mean with that. And I don't actually get a headache as a sign of it. but I get the eyes like the aura's going on I get blind spots in my eyes and then I couldn't feel my hand and just suddenly like loads of fatigue the headache for me comes afterwards where I bend down and and this made me think a bit deeper about what actually goes on with our body and then how like not being aligned shows up
0: well, see, I, I've, I'm i not a headache sufferer, so I've never had what people would describe as a classic migraine. Obviously, we see it a lot with patients and and the clinical side of it. I have family members who have migraines. So I, I understand that, but never never physically have gone through that process. And it's always interesting for many people who don't, who, or and there will be people now on the podcast who are not relating, going, how can you get all those symptoms? How can you get all that just from eating a bit of... A bit of food or something which is gluten in which they eat all the time and yep. don't react to it it's really quite an interesting thing of how a, we talk along when the body reacts or it's it's under a there's interference into the nervous system which is obvious from a, a migraine headache of physical emotional and chemical and when it comes to chemical a lot of people yeah they understand a bit of emotional stress they understand that you know physically perhaps the neck might give them a headache but they don't it's hard for them to understand Chemical, or how much of a chemical, a chemical reaction, or stress onto the system can result in a strong neurological thing from from something where some people eat, you know, anything with with gluten and they're not react at all. So yeah. it's very interesting of how it's
1: interesting how it does show up. Like with me, I, I'm not always like if I had gluten and I'm not stressed, I'd be fine. Yeah, and there were some other things going on that I was a little bit more stressed. But then, like the knock on effect of that of getting that migraine and then. Sunday, so I had a British barbecue under an umbrella um, for my birthday, and then one of my dogs got a kebab skewer, as, as I said about. And luckily, he didn't chew it; he managed to swallow the kebab skewer whole. <laughs> uh, and it was a vegetarian kebab as well, so I'm thinking he was pretty disappointed. Um, he managed to throw up the, all the stuff that was on there, but the but, stick was still there. But not the stick. Not the stick. So we had to call the vets, we had to to go to the emergency vets and he had to be knocked out, camera down his throat to pull the, the stick out. But as a result, like what I'm getting to here is that that then threw my routine out when we talk about circadian rhythm and how important it is to have a rhythm of consistency in the body. And then as a result, I've now got the back end of a cold, but this all stemmed from overload of stress. But yeah. like if I'd had the incident on Sunday night but not the gluten, would I've then got a cold? Well this is brings the cool thing
0: of of when you look at health from a holistic perspective, it for us it makes total sense. But a lot of people will not make all the connection and then look at going, I must have been exposed to someone who got a cold or I must have caught it from somewhere. Whereas actually really all that's happened is that accumulation of those different stresses has had a knock on effect onto the onto the your system, yep. and so the system has has prioritized what it needs to fight up most, which is going to be the gluten, first of all. And then your the immune system is now overloaded. So it can only cope with so much, and we're continually knocking off the cough, cold, flu, viruses. Now the ability to keep those in check, all you need to do is we exposed to them all the time. Now the body now has to do a cold to re-establish balance. So the the question always for a lot of people is like, are you you ill or is your body just giving you the feedback that it naturally needs to do for that cascade of events that you've been through to slow you down, to allow you to rest, to recheck and then recover? Because the classic also would be, I'll take something, potion, lotion, um, remedy, whatever it is, so I can keep going. Yep. When that's when we go, get really ill, so we don't listen to the body, we go, 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 and then then we have a crisis.
1: Yeah, and it's always been this big thing. Oh, it's just a cold. Push through it. It used to frustrate me more and more. Um, even though I'm here now. If I'd have, if it had been Tuesday, I think when it was the worst, I would have just cancelled my appointment. That when I worked in the corporate world. And one of my team would come in with a cold, and then suddenly, like five or six of them would be having a cold, and they're on the phones in a call centre. And I'm like, "This isn't really the best thing. Like, maybe you should just stay home." Um, but like, we we see things show up in different ways: intolerances, stress, like physical and emotional stress, as we, we've spoken about today. Is that it's stress on our body?
0: Yeah, the number one thing is uh, st- it's. A mal to stress, so the body has to go through a reaction to re-establish balance. Yeah. So it's going back to yeah. the whole thing of balance and homeostasis, and if the body is tilted else one way, it has to do other things to eventually regain that balance. Um. So so it's it's is a stresses, and then also the effects of stress on the body is inflammation. Yeah. So the inflammation is what charges the immune system. So we've seen that classically with covid is that you've got a viral infection exposure a reaction of the body which results in an inflammatory response and the inflammatory response is really is the body an attempt to try and deal with the virus to try and get things in balance so same with all those symptoms the um the body's under threat so in your case for gluten unfortunately it's the headache for someone else it will be bloating it'll be irritable bowel syndrome uh, symptoms it may be constipation it might be diarrhea for other people it can be joint ache it can be you know feel like an arthritic response but it doesn't have to
1: be even just gluten does it it's a reaction to something which your system doesn't see as a thing that should be there and also that those
0: those it's not only just about that one um, when it goes back to chemical that one food stuff because as we were saying earlier it can also be that same food stuff from different parts of the world. So a classic example for me is that one of my food intolerance tests is yeast, Mm -hmm. but I can tolerate it. I don't have an allergic reaction. I probably wouldn't in generally have an intolerance or a sensitivity, but I can, I can cope with it, but it goes back to that threshold. But, but there must be something different in this country or the way it's produced or the interaction with, chemicals or something because when i'm back in south africa i can i can tolerate everything and so the other thing is that you get different slight like species and different type types of uh, of gluten different types of wheat different so it gets very confusing so some people go well i went away on holiday either relaxed they chilled out and they don't have a problem or they go away on holiday, and say i ate something and i reacted to but they've been exposed to a different um a different substrate or species and suddenly they're reacted. So so it's also its environment as well as exposure and then the type, the type of strain
1: of, of something that, that you react to. But look at being back home in South Africa, you're going to be exposed to more vitamin D. Yeah. And also you're away from home, you're more relaxed,
0: you're, you're enjoying yourself. So you're now consuming the same product. As long as it's not an allergic reaction, your immunoglobulin E, it's now got it. That you've been exposed to the same product, so the IgG. As yeah, such, yeah, the IgG response, but in a, in a totally different environment. Yeah. So you might be sleeping a bit better. You've been relaxed. Your um, your stress levels are lower. So your level of tolerance is better. You can adapt to it better. But when you when you've had like you had the reaction, and then there's stress, and then something else your level of tolerance or your immune systems or nervous system's ability to cope with that is then is such short lines that you then react.
1: Yeah, because I, I didn't always be reactive to it, but it was before bodybuilding that I was fine with eating bread and stuff like that. And I think that, I, I always joke with, with my wife, I, I joke with Laura that actually I used to eat gluten before I met you, uh, but so did she. Before, I was just before she about to me. say that it's
0: not uncommon for some people to have an emotional stress or, or a, an event or a trauma, which kind of kickstarts and, and almost switches. So you're going back into um, gene, genetics, yep. where you can switch, it's, yeah, it's more common to switch on and off, but you can upregulate and switch on a certain genetic expression so it can be smoldering the whole time and then suddenly we go through a traumatic you know a traumatic event which kind of just kind of pulls the trigger and then it's switched on and
1: that's where we look into like genetics like we, we can be genetically predisposed to certain diseases like someone could have cancer running in their family heart disease but and usually what we see from generation to generation is that like Every lifestyle is pretty similar. So, like, if our parents had this lifestyle, chances are we're going to lead, lead this lifestyle our, and yeah. our children. And where genetics load the gun, but our environment pulls the trigger. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, like, say. as you say, like, people are predisposed. So, I see people that I work with, they, they're so fearful because their parents and their grandparents, like, yeah. all died of heart disease or something. Oh, I'm, I'm certain to get it. Genetically predisposed, yes. But, you have to then go through that lifestyle to pull that trigger.
0: And remember that with genes, there's two gene pools, but also there's um, some genes also have two or three SNPs, not just one yeah. or two. So. Um, and there's millions some, of genes as yeah, well. And some are strong, some are weak. So so it's very it's a lot more complicated. But as a general sense, it's bounced around that around um, approximately around five percent of your of your health expression is purely genetic and then the rest is environmental. So it's why that person can be a a 30-a-day smoker and and doesn't get lung cancer and someone else gets lung cancer and they never smoked. But they may be exposed to different toxin or different stress and emotional stress. I've had patients who have had really a clean bill of health and then suddenly, bang, they've got a whole lot of health issues and you go back. And I think the the smoking gun for a lot of the times is, is... is emotional trauma events mm-hmm. where that even that at the time they tend to cope with them more out right and then they clear, but they've set off that that chain of events of inflammation that we set off. So it doesn't always have to be food; it can be you know emotional yeah. as well as as well as physical trauma.
1: Well, that's that's one of the things that I work with clients. We do this full health screening where we go through health history. One of the things which is beneficial with people is that if you have that twenty three like andme me test and then yeah. get the raw data yeah. and put it into genetic genie and it's not loads of genes but there's like 12 or 13 like the MTHFR, COMT VDR and like MAA, MAOA um, just some of like the more common ones but it goes through some of the genetic SNPs, so you can see what's going on. Yeah. As they're an overload of stress they're not going to be able to um, process or like recycle their dopamine and neurotransmitters and stuff but also looking at their brain health um, and saying about glia cells, like if we've been knocked out, if we've been hit around the head and then suddenly like all you have to do then is that if you've primed things like your glia cells, the immune cells in the brain, they can't be unprimed. So all it takes is to have an immune reaction to food or an argument with your partner, like for them to have like four or five days of depression and IBS symptoms, all that stuff and I think One of the things that I used to get so frustrated by, because I used to suffer with migraines a lot, Um, we've spoken about my dad having a stroke and he used to have migraines, and that used to then, we had that genetic thing. My sister still gets migraines. Um, When we got them, it was worse because we were worried about what had happened to my dad when he was 47. I think my brother gets migraines um, still. Um, And the worrying bit we used to have was that we never knew what was causing them, apart from stress. And I didn't link it with foods I was having. So therefore, the bloatedness that came afterwards as well, the migraine, the fatigue, it was happening over and over again, and that's the biggest frustration. But yeah, I knew Saturday I was gonna be like feeling crap, so you know what to do, you, you chill out, you relax. Luckily, Monaco Grand Prix was on, although it wasn't a good result for Hamilton. But um, the qualifying and everything was all good. Um, But because you know what's caused it, yeah, it's not as frustrating because you know three, four days gonna feel shit. Um, Excuse the language, gonna feel bad, and then you're gonna be okay again. But if you don't know what's caused it, well, you aren't taking that stressor away. And
0: and I think that's the key thing to finish up on is that when you get the symptoms and you're dealing with say like migraines, or irritable bowel, etc., it is important. From a clinical perspective to deal with the crisis but if there's a pattern it's very much a case of going on a journey because i bet you didn't figure all that that out you know very quickly it is a case of so we our starting point is always look at at the environment and look at Physical, emotional, and chemical, and and you know, look at diet, look at stress levels, look at things. But it's very seldom, as you've described perfectly, with the migraine and then the dog. And it's very seldom that it's one trigger. It's, it's very seldom effect. because then you have say, so well, the trigger is perfect. All I need to do is is not eat one this one food stuff, and then lo and behold, you get you get the headache and you haven't eaten that because there's usually other knock-on knock-on effects. It's about uh, the latest real uh, viewpoint of migraines is is a wave of of uh, reaching a threshold in the nervous system and then you almost hit a cascade of events. So if life is relaxed and you don't hit that event, you don't get the migraine, so you think, well, I ate that the other day and I, did, and I was fine. Yeah. And then a week later, you do the same and then you get the headache and that it becomes even more complicated. So it is a case of going on a journey. Yes, you might need those crutch... Um, uh, therapies to help you get over the crisis but if you really truly want to have a good understanding then it is we don't necessarily encourage people to go straight into the genetic element because it's such a small percentage it's something eventually that people come to because they just they've now got this greater understanding and they want you know even more and more though usually it is for us looking at that physical emotional and chemical trauma and as classic within functional medicine, it is usually a case of starting with the gut. Yep. Because that's pretty much the biggest interaction with all the, the chemicals and overload.
1: I think even going back even further, like we're starting to look at the repercussions in the gut, but your circadian rhythm and routine, like it's going to show up in the gut. Yeah. But then we go back to like what is actually caused I was then thinking then about, um, and this had come up as well, like we had the migraine based on gluten, but... Uh, a couple of weeks ago when we'd done the podcast before, uh, I had the shoulder problem that was going on with, with nerve things going on in the shoulder. So there's overload of stress there. Then the nerves firing in a different way. Add that to the gluten. Like, where does the actual chain reaction start? But when we look at going into genetics, so a lot of things we can actually sort within of our body by just being consistent of sleep times, wake times, meal times... Yeah. And but don't
0: you find that when you're helping uh, clients, sometimes they, you know, you do want to come in and do these, uh, a lot of complicated tests and a lot of complicated things. You can throw a lot of money on different tests. But if you just get some of the basic principles down, foundations. as you say, the foundations and that a lot of people, you know, a huge percentage of chunk of things uh, drop drop without having to go. And then you can go into more specifics. that because people can throw a lot of information a lot of money and get a lot of information but it's but that can make you even more confused
1: yeah i think it can add more stress as well because like more confusion you've spent more money on it it's like banging your head against a brick wall what do i do and i think like i would say and like this is just a massive guess that probably about 85 percent maybe 90 percent of the people i work with can massively improve their health by just being consistent with their routine, including weekends.
0: It's classically the eighty-twenty rule, isn't it? Yeah. If you're doing what you're doing, eighty percent of the time is what you're going to is going to reap the rewards, you know, one way or the other. Yeah. You can certainly get you know paralysis through analysis of getting getting even more confused because you're doing you're trying to analyze everything. So, we're available. We're about if any of this touches. Uh, um, Information or anything that you want to expand on, you know, through our uh, various networks, get a hold of us. We're happily to, uh, here to support you or point you in the right directions. As long um, as there's no kebabs involved. As long as no kebabs and vet bills. <laughs> the other thing to finish off on, um, a lot of people also then turn to turn and say, well, then going, the, going into this extra mile and going into looking at all these things costs money. Especially in the UK with the NHS, it's a case of... I can go to the NHS it's 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 paid for um, but private care and that is expensive got a good look into I always said t- t- to finish off you remind me of two things how much was your how much was your vet bill and how much does it cost to run your car and when you look at things so I the other day was looking into um, you know servicing my car etc and you look and go wow if it's a lot of people turn around, but private care or looking into these things costs costs a lot of money. But um, when people do invest in themselves and they gain the rewards, it's it's worth far more than a lot compared to a lot of oh, yeah. other things people spend money. I, I had
1: a client today who was saying about it, and we I work with clients in three month chunks, and he's come to the end of it, and he was like, "It's time to like go on his own for a bit." Um, he was like. It's a big investment at first, but I've actually like, I make more money now in my business because of it. And it's, it's that first hurdle of jumping through, like yeah. getting on board, getting the, the changes made. And then you look back and you see what has actually happened. Yeah. And then how much focus and all that and, other stuff. It, and it's investment
0: up. in yourself, it's investment in your understanding and going on a journey rather than just uh, I pay X and then I get, you know, yeah. I get one product is the whole thing. Right. Podcast done. As always, unplugged because I had no idea where we were going with, with anything today. I just so wanted some sympathy. <laughs> I got manfully instead. It, instead, he got an adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> right, have a great uh, week, and we'll catch you up for you next time on the uh, unthank un
1: unplugged, unpl- This is the week after. <laughs> you ready for the unplugged? <laughs> I, I just went straight is. in and said the podcast because I pod- couldn't think which way around it was. Right, have a good one, guys. Take Catch care. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.